Hello everyone and welcome to the Zelda cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Allison Aletha. So I don't really know how this happened. Um, we avoided it for like two plus years, but somehow the universe said that Andy and I were both going to come down with COVID this week and it's been a real struggle. I mean, I sound awful, um, but we're recovering. Unfortunately, though, that still means that there's no new episode of the Zelda cast this week. However, we do always have backup plans. So while Andy and I take this time to recover and recuperate, we're hoping that you guys will enjoy this episode of the Omega Metroid podcast, which is also hosted by Andy Spiteri and his special guest Rod Lloyd as they discuss some Metroid and Zelda crossovers. Until next week, you guys, enjoy. Welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast. My name is Andy Spateri, and we are not joined by Dakota Lasky this week because he is out in Colorado or somewhere like that uh, on a little bit of a sojourn. So we've brought in uh, one of my good friends from Zelda Dungeon, the managing editor, Rod Lloyd. Rod, how you doing? Hello. It feels like it's been a while. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm ready to I, talk I about some Metroid. It's funny because, like, we say it's it's been a while. It has been a while on this show, but it's been a uh, while. Yeah, it it hasn't been that long in 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 real life. Let's just say. Yeah, we we talk. Um, I think every day. <laughs> pretty pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. Uh, but man, you're you're one of the you're one of the only guys I know that really loves Zelda and really loves Metroid. And, and by God, that's exactly what we need today because we are talking about Zelda and Metroid, and uh, these are obviously two of my my favorite things ever, and uh, you know we we have a little bit to go on here because this is the 35th anniversary year for both Metroid and for Zelda. So I'm excited to talk about this. Um, you'd be you'd be surprised ago. to hear that it's the 35th anniversary of both of those franchises because uh, Nintendo seems to have forgotten. Well, I, you know before before we even get into this show here, I, I have a question for you, Rod. So I hypothesized that we are going to see a Zelda-specific direct in the next little bit. What would you rate the chances of that happening as? I think like a 65%. I think I think we're likely to see a large number of Zelda things towards the end of the year, like past E3. Like E3 time, we'll probably get something. And then uh, we'll see like a flurry of announcements in the months to come after that. I don't think that we're going to get a Zelda-specific direct. But heck, I don't. Right. What do I know? See, I I think that it's like an eighty percent odds that we're gonna get a Zelda specific direct. I'm I'm the eternal optimist, so I think it's gonna happen. But man, what do you think the odds of getting a Metroid specific anniversary direct are? Oh, <laughs> two two percent. <laughs> oh, that's that's higher than I have. I have minus two percent. Uh, so yeah. So a couple weeks ago, we we tweeted out uh, on the actual. Day, which is, uh, I'm looking, and it's a month ago today, it was February the 21st, is the actual day of the release of Legend of Zelda in Japan. And so we tweeted out from our Omega Metroid Twitter account, at Omega Metroid Pod, 
a really cool image of Samus and Link uh, interacting and, and just basically wish Zelda a happy 35th anniversary. And this went uh, not quite viral, but it, it did a lot of big business for our Twitter account. And a lot of people were like really into this. And, and we had asked like, what is your, what's your dream Metroid and Zelda crossover? And we got such a big response that, you know, we decided just to do a whole entire show on it and see what uh, what we could come up with and and funny enough actually Dak really wanted to do this and then unfortunately couldn't be here this week so who better than to to do this I think than uh, than two guys that that work at a Zelda website and also podcast about Metroid hey, yeah Rob? so here we go um I guess first and foremost here because I can hear it already from a lot of people um you know what Zelda and Metroid, we're going to talk about uh, what a crossover would look like and, and how fun that would be and, and the different ways that they could take form. However, I can hear everybody saying already, like, these shouldn't cross over. They should just stay their own things and be separate and blah, blah, blah. And you know what? Yeah, okay. For, I, those I agree are the people that, who don't right? want to have any fun. Yeah. But by God, we're going to have some fun and we're going to imagine what a crossover would look like if it ever happened. And we realize that it probably. Never would happen. We realize it probably never needs to happen. We realize that, uh, you know, the audience for this probably wants their Zelda to stay Zelda and their Metroid to stay Metroid. But we're going to have some fun with this anyways. And you know what? It's not like uh, it's not like this has to be a canon game and, you know, in, inform the events of the next Zelda or the next Metroid game. I think that, let's say in this hypothetical world that we're going to be stepping into... The Metroid Zelda crossover, I think, could totally just be its own thing, its own game, exist on an island. Um, you already see that in the Zelda series, where we have these like weird spin-off games, like uh, like Cadence of Hyrule, or like even even Age of Calamity, and those are just kind of their own things. And I think that those work really well, just you know, being on an island by themselves. And I bet you, in ten years, Other M will be treated the same way. <laughs> I, uh, you know what? I I have some more thoughts on Other M that I was going to to bring up uh, really quick. Rod, did you um, did you happen to check out any of our uh, our Other M commentary? I did not, but you were you were telling was, me a little bit about it when you were going through the game last time. I I was surprised at uh, at how generous Dak was for Other M and how ungenerous I was for Other M. We kind of pulled the double turn there actually during our episode. <laughs> So there you go. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked to see those characters turn up maybe sometime in the future, but I guess that's neither here nor there. Um, one thing that we do know exists already is there like there are Zelda and Metroid crossovers at least in the world of randomizers, and like there's a very very popular randomizer that uh, that basically is like mashing a link to the past with Super Metroid. Seems very very cool. Like. You can um, you can move all of your your items from like Super Metroid and like you find the Morph Ball in in Misery Mire or something like that, um, and it's it's kind of all over the place. It seems very cool, and this is the kind of energy I feel like that would be very like would be really cool for making a successful Zelda Metroid crossover. Rod, I don't you're not much of a randomizer guy, right? No. Yeah, neither it's, am that I. That stuff's way over my head. I'm <laughs> I'm just not I smart feel enough. Like. I feel like we were talking right before about how our computers are like not that great, and I feel like 
you probably need a decent or a more decent computer than than I have to to run that properly. But it's always been something that I've I've really wanted to try. And from all accounts, like the the link to the past and Super Metroid Randomizer is supposed to be like really awesome, actually. Isn't is it? It's not like where Link can use Samus's weapons and vice versa, right? It's more like you collect items in Zelda that then when you jump over to the Super Metroid side of things that you can use them there, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah, see? I think if we're if you're going to do a crossover, I feel like the expectation is that Link will be able to use Samus's arsenal and Samus can use Link's ar- arsenal in some respects. Well, let's uh I'll tell you what, so we, Rod and I both kind of have general ideas about what we would love to see for for a Zelda and Metroid crossover, and we're going to get to some of your guys' ideas too from that tweet that we sent out uh, last month. Uh, Rod, what do you want to start with? Do you want to start with our ideas, or should we go over some of the ideas that uh, our, our followers had? I think, I think we should go first, and then we can uh, riff on everyone else's ideas. Those are probably better All than right, ours. Well- yeah, probably. Uh, I'm going to, and you know, I feel like your ideas are probably going to be better than mine. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you the floor and you could tell me if it, ha- if it, if it ever happened, if Nintendo was just like, it's the 35th anniversary of both of these series, let's do something special. And they made a Zelda and Metroid crossover game. What do you hope that would look like and play like? So going back to that fan art that you shared on Twitter, um, for for those who didn't see it, it shows Link kind of emerging from a forest. He's got his bow in his hand, and he sees Samus's starship crashed, like it, it crashed land landed in Hyrule or Hyrule Field or something. And Samus is standing on top of it, and it looks like you know this this standoff is about to happen between the two characters. And when I saw that artwork, I immediately thought of a. Star Wars Indiana Jones comic crossover that had happened. Did you ever hear about that or read about that? No, but that that seems kind of natural, actually. So the story goes in that Han Solo and Chewbacca are flying through space, and they crash land on Earth, essentially. And um, you know, it's kind of it's kind of sad. Han Solo dies, but uh, Chewbacca is left all on his own in the Pacific Northwest of the United States. So Indiana Jones and one of his adventures is searching for the fabled uh, Sasquatch, and he comes across Chewbacca, and they have an adventure together. Um, I feel like if something like Zelda and Metroid were to be combined, um, I feel like one of the heroes would need to be completely plucked out of their respective uh universe right like samus would need to be crash landed in hyrule without any of her gear or with limited gear not be able to go up into space and have like a you know earthbound adventure with link or link would need to somehow be transported to you know a galactic setting where he can you know travel uh maybe like maybe he's he's in you know uh mother brain's base or something and he's all on his own and it's like a new environment for him. I feel like it can't go back and forth. What do you think about that? Uh, I agree. I agree that it should be, I I think that it should either be one person is out of their kind of ideal environment, or maybe even ideally both of them are. And like, you have some kind of, uh, I don't know, some kind of shenanigans where 
both Link and both Samus are not where, like, you're not in Hyrule or you're not in uh, Galactic Federation space. Um, and I think that there is a few different ways that you could probably achieve that, but it's probably easier to tell a story where one of them is still in their environment and the other one comes over. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I agree. I, I think that... I think that, um, like, kind of going back to the randomizer, you can't flip-flop in between, like, Zebus and then Hyrule and then Zebus and Hyrule. That works for a randomizer, but if we're going to try and tell a story, which, you know, we, we probably are in our crossover here, it doesn't really lend itself uh, very well to that. So, like, I was thinking, like, uh, I, I, like, tried to look at it from both ways, right? Like, what would a, a Metroid game set in Hyrule look like, right? And part of me thinks it would be kind of cool for, for Samus to crash land. And I feel like the best, like Metroid prime, like the best parts of that, of those games are Samus exploring like a very lonely, um, decrepit civilization that, you know, had, has long since died. You know what I mean? Like piecing the, uh, the puzzle, piecing the puzzle together, finding out what happened to these people. Um, what happened to the civilization? Like, was there a calamity or was there, uh, you know, uh, space pirate intervention or whatever. I think if Samus was to crash land in Hyrule, it would have to be after Hyrule has gone, you know. You know, I could I could see like a Breath of the Wild kind of serving as a, a good place for like like a Metroid uh typical setting, right? Cuz like yeah. in in Breath of the Wild's Hyrule, you do have the like a lot of ruins and a lot of, you know, civilization used to be here. But then you you still have like the the lush areas and like the different geographical settings and stuff like that. The the high rule of, of Breath of the Wild would really lend itself particularly well. Yeah, I think. that's exactly what I was thinking. And like Samus, that's the thing. I, I don't I don't know if it's like you know nature has has taken back over you know and she has to battle like you know Dekubabas and you know other natural uh, monsters and then. That's the thing. I don't even know. Like, it would be weird to see Samus fight Ganon. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it would just have to be a Metroid game where, like, the Metroid has invaded the Zelda world and not really, like, too much interaction because it would just be too strange. I feel like Samus involving herself in the affairs of, like, a royal family just doesn't make any sense. It's too goofy. Right. Whereas... Yeah, I I think it works better if, like, like you kind of said, like, there's there's nothing left and right. like maybe like you could you could do the whole like you find link and and you you actually like recharge him in the in the shrine of resurrection but i was going to say too like i'm not actually convinced that if we had a metroid zelda crossover that both link and both samus need to be present i feel like right. maybe only one of them does i i think i agree with you there um you know there was a like 15 years ago they did like uh, I think it was Activision published a pair of games starring Crash Bandicoot and Spyro the Dragon, and they just f- like somehow flip flopped right. Like Spyro ended up in Crash's world, and Crash ended up in Spyro's world. And you played a a traditional Spyro the Dragon game starring Crash Bandicoot, and a traditional Crash Bandicoot game starring Spyro the Dragon. Zelda game, but starring Samus, awesome, maybe actually. she's crash landed in Hyrule and, you know, she has a limited arsenal, but different, like, you know, it'll have that, that Metroid flavor in Hyrule. So she's out there, you know, going through dungeons and, uh, <laughs> whatever it is she's doing. 
saving the castle. I don't know. <laughs> Whereas Link is like transported to planet Zebus and he is, you know, out of his depth, but you know, he's a cunning warrior. So he's able to, you know, explore this, this space station using his limited arsenal. Uh, and he, I think it could right. work, even if it's just like, even if it was just a side-scrolling Metroidvania game starring Link, it would, it could, I could see him doing that. I, I think so. So I kind of, I had two different pitches here, and I based both of those pitches on the idea that even if we have a Zelda and Metroid crossover, that both Samus and Link don't need to be present in in both of them, because I think that would kind of take away from it. So. My first like ideal scenario that I'll pitch you, and this is this is the one that I would be most excited about seeing. I think personally, is um, a few weeks ago on the Champions Cast, I had pitched uh, a cyberpunk Zelda game, and I, I'm I'm big into that cyberpunk stuff. I, I love that genre and that aesthetic, and like uh, to me, that's just like such a such an interesting world, and like you can play this so much. And so my idea was to have like. Zelda, but set in the future, like take take Ganon, and instead of him being like this evil wizard, now we have like Ganon Corp, which is like this evil conglomerate, which He's is which is taking AI. over everything, right? And like you can kind of you can kind of transition the, the classic Zelda tropes and make them more modern and stuff like that. And I feel like if you were gonna do yeah, if if you were gonna do like like a cyberpunk Zelda game, like. That would that would fit in really well yeah. with Metroid, and so it's totally easy to see. And you know what? You probably actually even could include Link in this setting uh, if you really wanted to. But it would be easy to see like Samus and her gunship uh, landing on this planet called Hyrule, and maybe maybe there is an artifact there. Maybe she's retrieving the Master Sword. Maybe maybe she's doing something completely different and is just there by happenstance. Whatever, right? That that would lure Samus in, and we could still have like kind of our the classic idea for these enemies, but like reimagined to be a little bit more futuristic. So we have kind of the essence of them, but they're they're different and they're updated in order to reflect not only the Metroid world, but like a, a futuristic kind of sci-fi world in general. Because I feel like I feel like Cyberpunk Zelda has been you know something that Zelda fans have talked about for, for a long time. And like, you know, something that, uh, fans have, have wanted to see in one aspect or another, maybe not all the fans, but some of them. So I feel like that could work. And I feel like if you're already going to take Zelda and make it into this like futuristic, (laughs) you know, Blade Runner esque universe, like what's the harm in throwing Samus in there too, or like Captain Falcon or something like heck get, get like Star Fox. Like who cares? Right? Like, if you're going to take that chance with, with Zelda, I, I feel like Samus could totally fit into that. So, I, I don't know. What, that's my scenario one. What do you think of that? I feel like the issue is, like, you've you've had to already jerry-rig uh, the Zelda series and the Zelda formula so much just to make it, you know, plausible for him to meet these other characters like Metro, or like like Samus right. and, like, <laughs> Captain Falcon. Um, so, it's like setting... Taking Zelda and calling it like you know Cyberpunk Zelda and then making it in the future, I feel like you've already changed it so much, and that would be cool on its own. Like I think that would be awesome if Nintendo decided to just do that, right? Like create a new uh, type of Zelda game with you know a much more futuristic setting. But 
but then also throwing in the other characters, that might just be a little too much. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd have to, like, have one game that's just Cyberpunk Zelda and then have the sequel with all the fan service stuff. I, I agree, actually, and that was... This is where Scenario 2 comes in, because I, I do think that, like, in that scenario, it's kind of two degrees of separation rather than right. one. Um, so I think that if I were to dial it back and go a different way, that actually... We could make a really, really enticing Zelda and Metroid crossover here. So the flip side of that idea is actually take it the other way. And let's go like classic um, classic setting. And let's take Link. And he somehow, someway, finds himself on an ancient planet. And there is... And imagine a world like Breath of the Wild's Hyrule. On this planet... There are still tons of ruins. There used to be a civilization that that lived here. Um, there's a lot of like, you know, high tech stuff, but similar to the way that Breath of the Wild is high tech with like the divine beasts and stuff like that. And where we are is we find ourselves on a classic Chozo planet, maybe the planet where the Chozo first originally came from. And you can set your adventure from here. It's a big open world exploration adventure, and uh, Link can can slowly uncover the secrets of the Chozo, what happened, uh, where they all went, see see a little bit about like where they came from, learn learn the history of the Chozo, and who knows, maybe even learn the history of of who would come to be Samus too, because they do talk about in Metroid Prime how there's this like prophecy of the one who will who will like bring the light or or whatever it is that they say. So you could you could see the seeds for the warrior that would go on to become Samus in this scenario. So I feel like this one is maybe a little bit less jarring because the world, I think, could be structured in a similar way to to Breath of the Wild. We just need to swap the enemies out for some, you know, maybe some classic Metroid enemies and, uh, you know, swap some of the ruins out from, from Sheikah ruins to Chozo ruins. So I, I feel like that maybe is a little bit less of a degree of separation. What do you think about that one? I agree. I like that one way better. It got me thinking about like possibilities. Like if I was structuring the game, I would have Link start, you know, like like you said, he's he's woken up in this like unfamiliar place, similar to Breath of the Wild. Like he doesn't know what's going on, where he's at, and he starts exploring. And I would set the game in just you know like an old Chozo temple, right? Similar to uh, the ones you see in Metroid Prime One, right? Where for the most part, it's pretty low tech. You know, so this could be even like a twist thing. Like the the players start the game not realizing that it's a futuristic world, or like on another planet, oh, and he's yeah. exploring these ruins. It's low tech. Um, it's just stone. And then little by little, as Link explores, just like he would in Breath of the Wild or any other Zelda game, he starts seeing hints of like high technology. Uh, we tell a story, and he's like, "What the heck? Where, what's going on? Where am I at?" and from that, and then you know there there comes that point where you know just like you would in a, in a Zelda game, you you reach Hyrule Field and the game just opens up. He like leaves this temple area and the world has opened up and he realizes that he is in the far reaches of space, you know. And there are like you know uh, I don't know robotic plants and <laughs> like crash spaceships and you know like a derelict ship or something like that. I think that would be pretty cool. I think that'd be cool too, especially if like you. I, obviously, I think you'd market it as like you you know it's going to be a crossover, but like it'd be kind of cool if it just snuck up on you and it, and it was surprising or whatever. And like seeing uh, Link walk into some field and like let's let's say that there's like a 
a Metroid or he finds the the lab where the yeah. Chozo first created Metroids on. Um, even if it was set on like SR388, that could that could probably work. But uh, yeah, I, I think that that would be like really really interesting and, and uh, not not plausible because I don't think a, a crossover is plausible really at all. But like if it was going to happen, I feel like that one could be a little bit more plausible. I think like from a gameplay perspective, the Zelda gameplay formula lends itself better to this kind of crossover than the the Metroid one does. You know. Mm-hmm. Because the Met- you know, because Metroid, it's still an adventure game, but it has more shooter elements and uh, just kind of like fast action in some places. I feel like it just doesn't make sense to to set that type of game in Hyrule's like wide open uh, fields and <laughs> that kind yeah. of thing. But with Zelda, like even even before Breath of the Wild, like the Zelda formula, where it's like you know you have your fair bit of exploration, but then you go to a dungeon, and you know uh, every dungeon has its own little theme. Um, you solve puzzles and you fight a boss, and then you move on. I feel like if you were to have in the, your supposed uh, crossover game where Link is exploring this unnamed planet, there could be themed dungeons, you know, like I said, a, a derelict ship or he like, you know, finds a portal and goes off planet and like he's on like a space station, have the space station be like, you know, orbiting the planet and that's a dungeon or, you know, even subterranean like tunnels and stuff like that, like. I feel like Zelda and its dungeon formula work really well for that, and you can put it in any game. Yeah, that would be that would be really exciting. I feel like actually, um, I had uh, I, I had one more scenario here, and it's it's kind of a crossover, but it's kind of not. And this one involved both of our protagonists here, and I feel like I can already hear people not being in love with this idea, but I'm gonna pitch it anyways. By God, so I. One of the first Switch games that I bought was Mario Rabbid Kingdom Battle, and it was so fun, and I feel like if they did kind of like a Smash Bros-esque version of this, where it's like, it's this silly, goofy game, and you, you could even use the Rabbids if you really want as like the time travel uh, scapegoats or whatever to get everybody there, but like, if you did that and you mashed Zelda and and Metroid together, or like you, like I said, you could even go bigger if you really want and do like Super Smash Bros. But like Zelda and Metroid, obviously in particular, I feel like that could be like really really good. Uh, you could have like Toon Link as your as your guy because he's a little bit more goofy, and like Samus could play like the straight man or whatever, and like kind of be the stoic um, serious one. With you know. <laughs> kind of rolling her eyes at all the goofiness of like the rabbits and Toon Link or whatever. I think that that could actually work. I and I remember just like being so pleasantly surprised at this Mario Rabbit game that I, I've always kind of thought that they should go back to this and do that with another series, whether it was Zelda or Metroid or like Smash or whatever. Uh, and I'm surprised that they haven't made a sequel to that actually because it was really good. But I I've always thought that that could be something that uh, that is easy to do, especially if you just like. Literally pick off where the other game left off. Use the rabbits because I I don't know. I guess they move through time or something, and that's how you could get your your heroes together. It'd be easy. It would probably be fun because that game was really fun, and I I would love to see it. I know that some people you know don't really love to see comedy in Metroid or in Zelda for that matter, and I don't blame them because I you know I I don't love to see a ton of comedy either. But if it was just like a side game, like a one off. I think I would be okay with that, uh, Rod. Would it, would it still that? be a like strategy game, like Rabbids? If it were up to me, it would be. Yeah, I, c- I could see that. 
what what was that? There was like a, a a game that was similar in style to that Rabbids game, like gameplay wise, that was set in space. Gosh, what what was that? Oh, you you got me. Was it a Rabbids game? No, no, no. It was like a, it was uh, it, it was a similar strategy game, not unlike uh, like your Fire Emblem, where it's like grid based combat. Right. Um, and you can name your squad, uh, your friends' names, and they would die. And if they died, they died permanently in the game. That, so- that sounds like what uh, Federation Force should have been. You know, th- you, now you think about it, that would have been pretty cool if, if Federation Force was more like a strategy game. Uh, and we're going to, actually, we're going to talk about that in uh, in a few short weeks here. About how we would have, uh, yeah, how we would have done Federation Force and made it a cool game, but... Yeah, I, I feel like the the Mario Rabbit formula could could really work for that. Obviously, you know, it's it's goofy and and whatever, and probably not as attractive as like you know Link exploring uh, these old Chozo ruins or even Samus in a cyberpunk world. But like, I feel like I would be down to see something like that because I really enjoyed that game. So uh, I've, I've always kind of pushed for it to to come back. So I I would be cool with that if that ever happened. I think it'd be cool. Uh, I'm like, I think if you're going to take the Rabbids formula at this point, it would have to be like, you'd have to expand it. Cause they, they started with the Mario characters and then they moved on to Donkey Kong. Like just do all of Nintendo at that point. Right. <laughs> Nintendo plus Rabbids, uh, kingdom battle. Or <laughs> I, I thought for sure that there would be a sequel to that game by this point. Cause like that was like four years ago now that that game came out and I think it did pretty well. And that's probably the most realistic version of a of a Zelda and Metroid crossover that we're gonna, that we're gonna get. I, I think so, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I I feel like um, you know one scenario that I didn't consider here, which um, you know I I guess maybe I should have because the image that we posted kind of suggested that Link and Samus are about to square off, but we did have some people you know, talk about, like, the two of them actually engaging in, like, a big brawl, which I, which I thought was kind of cool, but I was also like, oh, okay, well, that's, like, kind of what we do in Smash Bros. here. But, um, you know, we did have a bunch of people that gave us some ideas for, you know, what their what their ideal Metroid Zelda crossover would look like. And I want to go through these, because some of these are pretty cool, actually. I got, um, yeah, the, the good ideas got me thinking in this one, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... We have we have our first one here from Nightmare Phase on, and this is this is probably a pretty, you know, this is probably a pretty good solid foundation for how this adventure could happen. But you know, uh, they said it would be cool if Samus landed on a planet, was wandering around the ancient ruins of Hyrule, and and meets Link. I feel like that's a pretty solid like, you know, introduction to how this crossover could have happened. Maybe like Took Samus the words right out through. Of my mouth. Yeah, like I, I feel like all you need to do is throw in like she went through a wormhole or something and she's transported to a different world and crash lands on this planet. I feel like if you throw that in there, like that's a good enough explanation for me. I think the, the only issue is like once they meet each other, like it just doesn't, I don't know. Like this is already a goofy, uh, you know, scenario in the first place, but like, like how would they react to each other? You know, uh, you know, it, it's Bo- both characters because... are strongest when they're not talking. I don't want to see them communicate with each other. Right? Yeah, and I was just gonna say that it's tough because neither of them talk. Like Samus kind of talks here and there, but not really, right? Like, uh, and, and in fact, the less Samus talks, usually the better. The better, yeah. uh, at least in my opinion. Um, and Link 
you know, the only time we've ever heard him talk is is in the cartoon in the CDI games. So it, I think that you could do it where you just kind of use like like physical language rather than like a lot of words. Like, because it's probably reasonable to assume that, I don't know, is highly in the same as, as English in, in the Galactic Federation language. Who knows? I mean, maybe Samus has like a like a language chip in her helmet that lets her hear what "yet" means. You know? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I would be. I would also be okay with that explanation too. Actually, if they really wanted to go that route, but I think that you could do it without like you know tons of of dialogue between them. Um, this is kind of a this is kind of a cool idea here. So this is from Kyle, and he says. For the boss fight, Link uses guerrilla tactics and environmental hazards against Samus due to her superior weapons and armor. It could be repeated throughout the game as Link and Samus both improve their arsenal and culminate in a team-up against the real antagonist. So this is kind of a cool idea that I actually hadn't really considered when I was thinking of, like, a Zelda Metroid crossover. He's he's doing, like, the whole Batman versus Superman gimmick here, where, like, our heroes are going to start off fighting against each other, but then you know, unite against common enemy. And actually, I could be behind that if it was done, you know, if, if it was done the right way. Yeah, I hadn't thought about them fighting each other. But then his description makes it sound like Predator, and that that I'd be down with, you know? Like, Link has to be the survivalist and, like, use stealth, for example, to avoid Samus and maybe, like, get a few licks in, you know, between the trees or something like that, you know? Cover himself in mud and <laughs> to avoid her thermal goggles or something. That, oh, that would be so cool, actually. Because, I mean, I, I think on the surface, of course, when you think about it, like, who's going to win in a fight, Link or Samus? Like, the obvious answer is, like, Samus is going to waste Link. But I think you, if you were to be creative, like, imagine Link using Magnesis and, like, completely rendering Samus obsolete with her metallic suit. Or shooting or, shooting her with, a, with, a, with, like, an electric arrow, for example, to, like, you yeah. know. So I, so I like, think that there yeah. it would be a closer fight than some fans maybe think. And and also if you wanted to kind of like go, you know, we've only been talking about Breath of the Wild Link here too, but if we wanted to pull some other aspects from other games, like, you know, Link has got like the, the golden gauntlets from Ocarina of Time, so like the dude can pick up boulders and just chuck them and uh you know, he's he's got all these these crazy items that he's been using throughout the course of the series that, you know, he, he could oh. probably have his arsenal here. I want to see Link capture a Metroid in a bottle yeah. <laughs> and set it free to, like, attack her. I think that would be cool, man, if, if they did, like, end up going at it. And and maybe that's probably what would end up happening because, you know, Samus, Samus sure looks like a threat, I'm sure, to someone like Link. Yeah, she looks like an iron knuckle. Uh, honestly, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that would be a cool scenario, I think. Who do you think would be, like... Who do you think would be like a good end game antagonist for these two? Because I feel like if you were going to do a crossover, you don't want to have someone like Mother Brain or Ridley or Ganondorf. Because that's, I feel like that leans too far into like both of their worlds. So I, I feel like it should either be someone fresh or like someone totally, I don't know, unexpected. Like imagine if they brought in um, that guy from Super Smash Bros as the antagonist. Uh, Taboo, I think was his name or something. Oh, yeah. That would be that would be something I think would be cool if like it was someone like that. What do you think? Uh, well, somebody in the comments there uh, suggested something interesting. It was like calamity Ridley or something like that, where like malice from uh, Breath of the Wild has infected Ridley or Mother Brain, 
and so the the essence of Ganon is in them, but it's still them. You know what I mean? Like they've been corrupted by Ganon's evil, so they're like double evil. That would be that would be actually really cool too. I didn't think about that. Man, can you imagine how wicked Malice Ridley would look? Yeah, I'd be down with that. Oh, I would be definitely down for that. I don't know if I'd be down for that as like the uh, the the mastermind endgame boss, but uh, I think that that would be I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, so we got another one. We got another one here from Samantha, and she says maybe Samus crashes into Breath of the Wild's Hyrule in the Age of Calamity timeline and decides to investigate what she believes to be Chozo artifacts, actually Sheikah technology, and along her travels, she meets the champions Link and Zelda. So kind of a kind of a similar scenario to the one that we laid out at the the beginning, and even kind of similar to the scenario that I pitched, where you know Samus. Is kind of doing it backwards where she thinks she's investigating Chozo, but it's actually Sheikah. I think that this would be like a pretty plausible explanation as well. Although the only difference with this scenario, which I'm not like, I don't know if I'm totally on board with, is that she meets the champions Link and Zelda because then we run into that problem where she's got to interact with them and yeah, you know, uh, that's that's the part that got me hesitant because I was like, I, I don't know if I want to see Samus interacting with these people, you know, as as awesome as they all are, it just seems out of place. But then at yeah. the same time, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, you know, uh, it would be cool to see uh, Samus and Urbosa have like a you know an arm wrestling match or something. I mean, the question: Who do you think would win? Oof. You know, just you know, no power armor, like you know. Uh, I think Urbosa could give Samus a run for her money, you know. She's just too buff. Um, yeah, Urbosa's uh, she's pretty she's pretty buff. She's got like the eight pack going on. So uh, if anyone's going to beat Samus in an arm wrestling match, it's going to be her. This is kind of a kind of a cool one here, and I hadn't put together the amount of similarities here, but um, we have uh, I'm probably going to butcher your name. I'm sorry, Chosen Zoku, who suggested that we have a specific setting for this where it's like prime Two, so metro prime Two echoes crossed with legend of zelda a link between worlds where each character gets a chance to fight each other's enemies on unfamiliar terrain and uh you know none of them none of them knew anything about this but the 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 cool thing about this one that i thought is uh it would make this work if you really wanted to is like in both metroid prime 2 echoes and in link between worlds and a link between uh or link to the past you have these like portals which take you to these alternate versions of the world. And I think that that could actually be like a pretty cool concept if you did want to say like this is going to transport us even farther away than we think. Because in both of those games you see a dark version of the world. But um, I don't know. That, that might be a cool setup to get to this crossover. I do like the idea of like Zelda's Dark World being fueled by – what is it? Is it the Ing in Metroid Prime 2? Is that what yes. they're called? Yes. So like so it would be inter- it would be a cool revelation if throughout the course of whichever whoever's adventure you're following, right? You realize that the Ing have created the the dark world from from Zelda and this could jump back over to what you said about having like this new antagonist that kind of is pulling the strings. Um uh, it could be like this you know, whatever the true source of the ing are, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. creating these alternate dimensions all throughout the galaxy, and somehow he's connected Hyrule to, you know, uh, whatever that planet is in that game. 
where like whatever world that that takes place in. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. like Link enters a portal, think he's going to go back to Hyrule and he just shows up on that planet. Yeah, I would I would like that that would be a really cool scenario, I feel like. Um you know, we talked about how about how like they don't both need to be there and how like you you would need to change the worlds a little bit to you know, to accommodate them. But I do kind of think that it would be cool to see kind of like you mentioned with, with like crash and Spyro where it's just like literally the two heroes are like flip flopped and and they're in these totally different worlds. I I do think that that would be kind of a cool thing to do as well. I think that's probably the safest way to do it. It's the, it's the method that will keep both series like pure, so to speak, you know? So you're still getting the, you know, the pure Zelda experience and the pure Metroid experience, they, you just have a different protagonist with a different set of skills. Um, so let's, uh, let's keep going here and go to another suggestion. And this one is from Dinosaur. Kind of a cool little thing that we don't talk about um, a whole lot here. Um, they say, that's a tough one. While not talked about much, Samus does have access to mystic arts and connections due to her Chozo lineage. And so uh, a Chozo settled place on the planet that has high rule would be a unique setting that she and Link could explore. So that actually sounds kind of kind of similar to what I pitched at the at the start here, but like it's, you know, Metroid does have these these mystic elements that aren't often explored and like Zelda of course deals in magic all the right. time. So that could be kind of cool too. I I for one, I'm like really I think it would be really cool to like see the parallels between like the Sheikah technology and like the the Chozo technology cuz they're both kind of like these these fabled races that, you know, were very technologically advanced, but, you know, for the most part aren't around anymore by the times that the actual games take place. I think that that could be pretty cool. I'm like thinking about Fantoon from Super Metroid, right? And like how that's just such a trippy otherworldly entity. And like, I think it's time to like, you know, promote Fantoon to be like, uh, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. And they kind of did level up, Fantoon as well as much as you can level up uh, a character like that in Metroid Other M too, where you know he is the secret final boss, and like we see Fantoon, and there's and there's more to him than we saw in Super Metroid, and he's like this giant spectral being. So he could he could be a cool catalyst too for like you know instead of like a wormhole or whatever, like that's what that's what Samus is going through, and that's how she ends up in uh, in another dimension. I think that that could be cool too. Yeah. She like chases them down and like they go through some kind of interdimensional rift and that's how she ends up in Hyrule. I would, uh, yeah, I, could, I, see I could see that as like a, as like a new or like a, a feasible way to get this crossover to happen too. It would be good as well because like I feel like Metroid needs another kind of like A list enemy. Like we have Ridley, we have Mother Brain, we have Dark Samus, and we haven't had like an A list enemy introduced uh, like that in a long time. So, um. I, I think that yeah. that could be. I think that that could, well, that could work. It's like the same criticism could be lobbied at Zelda in in a certain respect as well. You uh, know, totally. Like the problem with Zelda is that you have an you have your A list enemy, which is Ganon slash Ganondorf, but then you you have a plethora of like B plus enemies that are like Skull Kid or Girahim or Zant or whatever. Right. But no no one is on that that main bad guy level. And actually to talk about Zelda here for a sec, I think that Breath of the Wild 2 is is going to change that cuz I think that I I don't know. I I have a feeling that they're like whoever that person was we saw in the trailer maybe isn't exactly who we all think it is and maybe that's a new 
big bad guy for the series. But that's neither here nor there. This is kind of a cool. Um, it's kind of a cool idea here about a complex that is under high rule. So, uh, Rabid Wookie says, "I want a game with a massive open world, uh, overworld, and a huge dungeon complex underneath." So Samus could fly herself and link around, dropping off Link to explore specific areas on the surface while she investigates the dungeon below. So this is a cool idea, like more so from a gameplay perspective, because it's kind of playing to both series strengths where like you have this open world, but you still have dungeons that, uh, you know, exist in this open world. But you, it's almost like I'm reading this as like, you could almost go into like, say the shrine of resurrection, go down and like, you have, uh, you have like a, a complex, like a big shadow complex or whatever that you can explore almost like, 2d like like samus would in a in a standard metroid game here um i like again i don't know that both of the protagonists need to be in their respective crossovers i mean and i mean i guess that's kind of the appeal for for doing it in a lot of ways but um this is this is at least kind of a, a good idea in terms of like giving them you know the, the the gameplay that really is the strength of either series the thing about this suggestion that i like the most is like Samus and Link like riding off together and then Samus having to drop Link off to do something that she can't do. But then I'm trying to think like, what can Link do that Samus can't do? You know, like Samus doesn't need Link to explore a subterranean dungeon because she already does that. She can probably do it better. You know, she can get into tighter spaces. Um, I don't know. She's, she's got just as much equipment as he does. So I'm like, what would Samus need Link to do for her? Well, I the the answer that pops into my mind is like Link Link is pretty, you know, he's pretty able to flow through time in a lot of in a lot of games or at least like drastically change his scenarios like uh like in in seasons, That's let's fair. just say That's that fair. he he can change the the terrain, uh Link to the Past, he can kind of open up these alternate portal worlds and stuff like that. Um, you know, obviously Ocarina of Time, Oracle of Ages, he can travel through time. So that could be kind of a cool aspect to to explore as well, or it's like a, yeah. a, an adventure over time or something. Like it would be interesting, like if there was like this. I don't know, like like if we're using this this commenter suggestion, like there's you know the the surface world, like the overworld where Link has to kind of like run back and forth between these like I don't know temples or nodes where he can manipulate the whether it be flow of time or, uh, you know, some kind of spiritual, uh, you know, mechanisms that inform what happens underneath so that Samus can, like, proceed through the, the facility. So Link has to run around and use his magic to change what's going on underground while Samus is trying to explore it like she would. That would be cool. Um, let's, uh, let's do one more here from... Um... Jessamino Tanlejos. I'm sorry, Jess, I probably butchered that, but uh, here we go. Um, they say it would be a great crossover of Metroid and Star Fox, uh, which makes more sense. And another commenter earlier had said uh, that they thought that Zelda and Kid Icarus would be a better crossover as well, which actually I find funny because I feel like Metroid and Kid Icarus would be the more like logical crossover because there's so much crossover between those two series already, uh, or at least there was back in the day. But, um, you know, we talked about, and Dak and I talked about Star Fox uh, and Metroid doing a crossover, like, way back when. Rod, what series do you think would, like, really work if if you could take your pick of, like, absolutely any Nintendo series, 
like, and, and you could make a crossover, what would it be? Because a lot of people think Star Fox is the one. It's it's the most obvious for sure. Like I think just in terms of setting and um, gameplay, like you could totally have a Star Fox game, but also just have Samus be in the game as as an uh, an optional uh, character to play as. You know, you just just play through a Star Fox uh, course with her starship. Um, but I'm like I'm like thinking, and I'm like I would like. Captain Falcon to just come back. I'm not a big fan of racing games, you know. So F Zero is, you know, give it, you know, leave it, give it or leave it or whatever. I, I don't, I don't need another racing game. But it would be cool to just have Captain Falcon come back and just have him be a character in Metroid. Man, you know, see, that's what I said. I was like, it makes so much sense. They're both yeah. bounty hunters, right? They're both bounty hunters. They, there's no reason that their worlds couldn't coexist because they're like, you know, they're these realistic sci-fi futuristic worlds and like. You know, the dude's a bounty hunter. Samus is a bounty hunter. That feels like a natural to me. I think so. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say... Uh, I'm glad to hear you say Captain Falcon and F-Zero. Because in my mind, that's always been, like, the most, like... Especially because that's a series that really has, like... You know, it's it's gone nowhere in the last decade. There's no momentum to it. I feel like that could at least elevate it a little bit beyond, you know, the the absolute, like like ice cold status that it that it has right now i don't know it is it's less sacred than metroid is right like you can get away with changing up the the f-zero universe more than you could the metroid universe at this point you know and like we like to joke that nintendo is you know kind of uh not treating metroid like a priority but like F-Zero is way worse, so if you just want to like just change up the the f-zero formula completely just put captain falcon in a Metroid game, like who? Ca- no one would care. I I would think no I, one I would don't care. Think so. Because because like, and just like I, I think at that point it's like you could you can have some fun with it. Like make make Captain Falcon be like I don't know. Make use it to make fun of Captain Falcon. Like you know he's like this cocky bounty hunter that's always getting like maybe in this adventure he's always crossing paths with Samus and screwing up a bounty for her or something like that and like. You know, that would be a fun story moment. And then towards the end of the game, they have to team up to fight an, a, a common enemy. I'd be down. I, I just feel like, so we talked about um, the the crossover that I would love between Zelda and Metroid is a cyberpunk crossover. But that's mostly just because I want a cyberpunk Zelda. And, you know, to get to that <laughs> crossover with Metroid, it's like two degrees of separation. But like, man, with, with Falcon showing up in a Metroid game, I feel like that's like no degrees of separation because they're, they're like the same worlds basically like it's totally believable to think that there is like this planet where these f-zero races are like really big business but also controlled by this like kind of shadowy underworld and it's totally believable to think that that could exist in the same world where like the galactic federation are are rooting out space pirates and and like fighting the x and fighting metroids like that that seems like believable to me you know absolutely so yeah, that's. I want to punch. I want to punch Mother Brain with a Falcon Punch. That would be satisfying as heck. You could break that glass in one punch. <laughs> yeah. You... <laughs> yeah. So that that's. I'm I'm glad to hear be you say like, that. Uh, that, uh, that makes me feel good. I was like modding modding community. Anyone out there? I want to see a version of Super Metroid. You know, uh, at the very end of the game when uh, Mother, you know, the the 
evolved mother brain is about to take Samus out. Instead of baby Metroid, I want to see Captain Falcon fly in with a Falcon punch, and that's what weakens mother brain so that Samus can finish it off. Uh, any of you modders out there, you heard the man get to work. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I feel like, I mean, obviously, obviously a Zelda and Metroid crossover game is, uh, is, is not very likely to happen. And it's probably, it's probably a niche idea because you and I are such big Zelda fans and such big Metroid fans. But like, I feel, man, I, I feel like I, I don't hold either series like sacred in the way that I, I don't think I can make an exception to see like a fun standalone, um, on an Island game. And it was kind of goofy, but, uh, you know, also kind of cool because you have these worlds colliding. I feel like I could totally see that and, and have it be a thing and, and be okay with it. And I wouldn't be offended that it existed. Um, you know, I, I feel like it could very much be in the same vein as like alien versus predator. where like, you know what? That movie doesn't really hold a, a canon spot in the alien franchise or the predator franchise, but it's just something fun for fans. And I would totally love to see that um, as well. And I think that like, I think if we're being realistic, Obviously, I don't think it'll ever happen. If it does happen, it'll probably be like the Mario Rabbids or like some kind of a some kind of an NES remix deal where you can swap games and characters and stuff like that. I could maybe see that, but uh, I don't know. I, I think I think the scenarios that that we laid out, I would be pretty pretty intrigued to play as both a Metroid and a Zelda fan. Uh, speaking of Rabbids, that game I was thinking about earlier was XCOM. So, if you want to do an XCOM-style game starring Samus, Link, Mario, and the Rabbids, we would not, uh, it would, we would not be against it. Oh, yeah, I'd be, I'd be totally for that. You know what, and I've heard that that game is actually pretty cool. Yeah, so, I, that, I think that's, if you're going to do something with the Rabbids, that's the best way to do it. But, I don't even think it needs to be silly and, and you know, goofy. At this, you know, at the end of the day, like, if it's done well... And it, you know, it's, you know, keeps both series um, strong and, you know, gets the most out of both series. I, I'd be cool with it, even if they played it dead serious. Right. Well, and I think that you could play it dead serious. And, like, there are some people that are going to play it and be like, oh, this is this is ridiculous because these series are, you know, not meant to be together. But, I mean, like, imagine, like, in the scenario that we laid out, like you know, Samus exploring Chozo ruins or like, uh, some kind of Sam, like link going into the galactic Federation HQ. There's no reason why you couldn't play that. Like as serious as you normally would. I think that Zelda has, a, you know, it's a bit more of a, of a lighter touch and a lighter tone than Metroid typically is. But yeah, like, you know, if you were, I think that you could definitely do it without making like, um, gags out of it. Like you would in, in the rabbits game for sure. Right. That's the great thing about both, both series is you can do it both ways. So, yeah, there we go. Um, well, that I hope that we're hearing more about uh, about Zelda and Metroid very soon. Uh, big year for both and Nintendo in the Nintendo Direct that we had earlier this year didn't acknowledge either. So I wasn't surprised that they didn't acknowledge Metroid, but I was surprised that they didn't or that they didn't acknowledge um, Zelda. So I'm thinking that there's got to be. A, yeah, they a, did. A little bit left in the can. But what about Skyward Sword? Well, but so they acknowledged it, but they didn't like outright say like this is Zelda's 35th anniversary and like make um, true make like a big deal about it. 
They didn't make yeah. a spectacle of like, the anniversary. Like with Mario, they had the whole 35th anniversary thing where it was like, oh, we're doing this and this and this and this. Um, they didn't have that with Zelda. I wasn't expecting it with Metroid, but I'm hoping that both of these series do get something, you know, kind of kind of cool to commemorate the, the big anniversary. Uh, with Metroid, I mean, frankly, just a new game would be kind of cool, but... Um, I guess we will we will wait and see. I I still am holding on to that belief that there is a there is a new 2D Metroid game coming out this year. I don't know why I believe that, but I do. So we will see. We will see. I I'm I'm so down with it, man. Metroid the the Samus Returns is excellent, uh, and Mercury Steam has got to been working on something. Um, all right. Well, we want to know what uh, what you guys think about uh, our ideas of what your ideal metroid zelda crossover would be you're not allowed to say you wouldn't want one we want to hear what you think about if it were to ever happen uh what do you think would be the the absolute best way to make this game work let us know over on twitter at omega metroid pod um we are out of here we uh we want you to check us out over on podbean itunes wherever you get your podcast like subscribe to the omega metroid pod tell that metroid fan in your life where they can get their weekly Metroid fix. Rod, thanks for filling in for Dak this week, man. Uh, tell everybody where they can check out your podcast, by the way. Oh, okay. Well, um, if you want to follow me personally on Twitter, that's at RodTheMaster, at RodTheMaster. But I just started a new podcast with my wife. Uh, we talk about movies, music, and TV from the 80s and the early 90s. It's called Media Made. That's M-A-D-E, Media Made, on Twitter, at Media Made Show. At Media Mate Show. And uh, I was definitely on Team GNR, by the way. Just throwing that out there. Oh, yeah. So we, we had an episode where we compared Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction to Michael Jackson's Bad, both albums from 1987, and it was an all-out oh, war. Boy. So if that sounds interesting, uh, check, check us out. Check that out. You can check me out over on Twitter. I'm at Spateri316. Of course, we are at Omega Metroid Pod. And uh, we are gonna we're going to see you next week. We are diving into all of the rumor and innuendo surrounding metroid dread until then everybody take care Excuse me, princess. I've been listening to Virtual Theater's episodes all about the Legend of Zelda cartoon. They're both hilarious and insightful. Okay, Link, I guess you're off the hook. I've heard that Virtual Theater is a podcast that only covers video game movies. Why haven't I seen this episode released yet? Because this is a Patreon-exclusive set of 13 episodes. This is only being released to patrons, along with other great bonus content. Well, don't just dilly-dally, Link. 
I know of all the great episodes available for free over at soundcloud.com forward slash virtual theater. But tell me where I can sign up to get these bonus episodes. Over at patreon.com forward slash virtual theater, of course. You know, princess, I think all this info deserves a kiss. Not a chance, Link. I gotta go get those Legend of Zelda cartoon exclusive episodes. I'll see you later. Well, excuse me.